Cause we could be kings and queens and highs and lows and wives and foes and anything that goes and yeah, we are closest to be the chosen Oh, was is that recording? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> we can't talk about that on the air? No, that's fine. I just think it's funny. Um, <laughs> well, we got to introduce this thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Good Together Podcast. Hey, we are right back at it, the Bull Bay. Hello, and Rhythm Keen. How are you? I am well. How are you? The illustrious, the beautiful, the creative, and entrepreneur. Stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into that, too. A lot to get into. Um, rhythm becoming an entrepreneur officially, or have you always been an entrepreneur? I guess you are always an entrepreneur once you have that spirit. I'm going to let you answer and stop talking right now, though. Yeah, I don't know that it was official until I like did the thing. Mm. Are we going to acknowledge the beginning where we were talking about you going down, or are we just going to let that rock? Um. Yeah, so we talked about me going down, and you know, that happens, but... <laughs> We're talking about going downstairs to get the Chinese food because we ordered some Chinese food before we started recording. So somewhere in the middle of, of this like podcast, I'll likely just like dip and, and get and the, food. the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think you should? I think we should pause it. We you should think we should pause it? All right, I won't I, see where we are. Well, regardless of how anything goes, you, the listener, will not be disturbed or disrupted in your listening experience. We want to say hello and welcome back. We really appreciate you. Listening and pressing play and leaving comments and sending text messages and leave all that stuff, right? That's yeah, all, all of that. Except sliding in the DMs. We don't appreciate that. I don't get no slides. You, you get slides? No, I don't get slides. You get slides, though. I don't get slides. You probably do. No, no, no. You no, just I, be missing it. You think it's innocent. Nah, I mean, you know what's so, so crazy is like kind of dating you is like I, I've kind of shedded a lot of the na- naivete. Good. Um, But I keep that joint 100. I see... Instagram as a tool to get this like getting these hoes. It's funny because right before we started recording, you just told me about this Kendrick Lamar post. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't follow Kendrick Lamar, but I think he has like a million plus followers, and you just told me he has only three posts. Mm -hmm. So the post that Rhythm was telling me about was a screenshot of a conversation, text conversation between him and his mom. Mm-hmm. It's a real beautiful um, exchange. By all means, look up Kendrick Lamar on Instagram and, and check it out. But what struck me, what hit me, is like Kendrick Lamar is one of the, you know, he is, I guess, uh, officially from a past generation. That's how quickly things move a little bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I would say that generation is from a, 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 a group of artists that don't necessarily need social media. Mm. If you are an artist today, emerging, building establishing yourself you need social media right it sucks because i don't like it and mm-hmm. we've had straight up and down like argument not arguments but definitely arguments. like we've had bad moments arguments because of social social media not necessarily because of like dm slides or anything like that right. but because of like my lack of ability to understand it mm-hmm. and wrap my mind around it but it's such a vital tool right and here's Kendrick Lamar. He doesn't really even need it. Yeah. Like, he does not need to tweet. He does not need to post. Right. He doesn't need any of that stuff. And so, um, but I, I, li- I like to think of myself as, like, not from whatever era he's in, even though, like, we're pretty similar in age and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I need 
Instagram. Mm-hmm. I need to slide in DMs. That's pretty much what I'm saying. But I've I've kind of like definitely. I'm aware that some slides are awkward and weird and crazy, and I avoid those slides. But I've gotten um, art commission work done, completed. Mm-hmm. I have. I'm in the works of trying to like book shows. Mm-hmm. And use Instagram as a tool to get things done. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much how I see it. Like, you know, if I wasn't doing music, I would probably not be on Instagram that much. Facebook either. I probably would be on Facebook. Everybody's on Facebook. So this whole thing was really just like support for you sliding DMs. That whole. Yeah. Like, so I just, I need y'all to know. was just. That I slide. You're no. a terrible person. Totally joking. Oh, you're not joking about sliding. You slide. I don't. I'm not joking about the slide, but the 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 intent in in which I slide is definitely and always. I have no time, energy, or mental capacity for any shenanigans. I am very simple minded, and things confuse me easily. <laughs> <laughs> I have no time for it. I just want to get work done. That's pretty much it. But it's another episode of the Good Together podcast. I think when we last left. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you listeners, you all, you folks, you folk. Um, I don't know what, where, where did we leave him at? I don't know if we announced. No, we hadn't. What you were getting into. We're actually um, pretty much a week <clears throat> behind at this point. Yeah. And for the first time ever in life, it was my fault. Ha! <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I wasn't even going to take it there. But no, um. I think at this point, many people kind of know what you're doing, but do you want to formally and officially kind of like announce and like get the drum roll and dramatic music and smoke machines? You can't see the smoke, you guys listening, but envision a smoke machine. Remember that time you did that show and I won't shout out the show or the artist, but that artist, like a couple of artists before you had like a smoke machine, but like didn't tell the venue or the organizers that he was going to have a smoke machine. Yeah, and the smoke machine like filled up the place, and we thought the place was on fire. Oh, oh, oh yeah! <laughs> and the organizers were like panicking, like, "Oh God, the building's on fire!" <laughs> it was mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like, nah, so and so just decided to use a smoke machine and not tell anybody. It wasn't even a smoke machine. Um, so it was a fire. It was I don't, I don't know what to call it. So I'm I'm gonna say a firecracker, but it wasn't a firecracker. Oh, um, but there are spots like in Delaware, and I think even in New Jersey, where you because in PA you can't really buy a lot of cherry bombs and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like a department store, and you get fireworks, firecrackers, cherry bombs, and so it's one of those like flare smoke things. Oh, and then, you know it's colorful. Like so you get the green ones. So even worse, you can get that the he blue decided ones. to use this inside at a venue and not tell people. Yeah, so I just remember kind of chopping <laughs> it up with the the people who were shooting. There were like video people there, and I'm like chopping it up. You know, what do y'all do stuff like that? And I just remember smelling smoke and then seeing people run. <laughs> some people were running away, and some people were running towards. With uh fire extinguishers. Oh man! And um, I th- I thought yeah, and you know this was kind of like an event where it was a series, so it was happening multiple days, and this was like an early like this may have been the second day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, this joint's about to get shut down early on, and yeah, lo and behold, homie just was like had a flare for the dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. He had a flare. Oh, yeah, man. he had a flare for the dramatic. So it was pretty crazy. So. You know, if you're a listener 
and you are an artist and you're performing and stuff like that, it's okay to have a flair for the dramatics. But, you know, just tell somebody. Let somebody know. Let somebody know. Clue them in. Because no one knew. Everyone was like straight up confused. Yeah. Like, what is going down? I came looking for you because you and I weren't in the same space in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, the building's on fire. I got to go find Bay. And then mm-hmm. I found you and you were just like having a conversation and not looking for me. So... <laughs> I know I was Mac if you was that not. let me know where <laughs> we both stand in the relationship. I would just stand there in the building talking to people. Yep. <laughs> You'll be like trying to get out. Yep. But babe, I'm trying to make this business connection always. Yeah. Going forward, I'm just going to leave the building. <laughs> he said he was gonna shoot this little promo video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, next so, time I'll just run out. So that was that. Anyway, was, so no, I don't want a drum roll and all that dramatic stuff because I'm shy and I don't like a whole bunch of attention. Okay. Well, I mean we can get straight to it. And I, I will not, I will not talk about it. You need to. You and I got to talk t- about it myself. Yeah, tell the listeners about this. You've been, come on now. So I launched my apparel line. Woo! It's called Incense, Trap, and Yoga. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> um, The name actually came from a playlist that we released through this show. Yeah, and I if, can't remember if I came up with the idea for it on this show. I don't think so. I think I just mentioned it on this show, and you kind of slighted me and said you didn't think I had enough trap to put. I had enough like trap chops to put trap on the playlist. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like a shot or anything like that, but I definitely was like, you know, when we sit down, we sit around listening to music. The trap is not like well present or anything like that it's not the, again it's not to discredit you or anything like that but you know we, we, what do we listen to we listen to a lot of like well i mean my trap moments tend to be in my car mm. where trap moments kind of like not like trap moments that, should be in but the that's car. where they live yeah but yeah trap moments if are, trap moments have a home it's in the car it's in a car definitely or in a commute of some sort yeah it's not like in the kitchen while you're cooking dinner it's not yeah. not usually not i mean usually. it can be not while you're like cleaning up. Like sometimes I try to do the trap thing at my day job, and it's like, trap. all right, I'm a little too turnt. Yeah, you can't be no. Yeah, and no. I need to reel it back in. Yeah. Anyway, I had that issue one time at my my day job when I was like too hype, listening to something, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, you're around a lot of machinery right now. It's you're probably not the move. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, incense trap and yoga. That's the name of it right now. Incense trap and yoga dot com. Incense trap and yoga dot com. Um, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Um, and by us, I mean me, but whatever. <laughs> um, That's what's the dope thing about it is like, you know, this is all you. I yeah. had nothing. No one on, on planet earth has anything to do with this except for you. And, it's and, all me. And, um, <clears throat> I think we talked a lot about needing that, needing to have moments where it's just you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether it's just having your own personal space. I was talking to a friend earlier. He's kind of going through some personal things. And I was like, you know, just make sure regardless of what choices you make from here on out, that you just take a moment yeah. to be with yourself. That's right. Listen to yourself and take care of yourself. And so it seems like there's a lot of self-care with this instancetrappingyoga.com situation. And it's a beautiful site, beautiful apparel. People are responding to it wonderfully. A lot of witty stuff. I made my purchase. I'm really happy about my purchase. I'm really happy about your purchase. Yeah, yeah. It's super, super dope. By all means, I'm not even going to spoil it. If you're, if you're listening, but go like open up another window. Uh-huh. Or I'd imagine you're listening to it on your computer. You might be listening to it 
I don't know, on your phone? On their phone or in their car. I listen to different podcasts in different places. Yeah. Like when I listen to Josh and John's um, podcast. Sure, shit. What's up? Shout out to y'all. I listen to that at my desktop specifically because SoundCloud only lets you comment from the desktop version. Yes. And I like to I like to comment on their podcast. Yes, I did. I see that you was like you was lighting it up on the last I go episode. in. Um so I like to listen to that specifically their podcast that I don't necessarily comment on. I tend to listen to in my car. Um you know, Wednesdays I drive up to the prison. That's like an hour and a half. So for me, some podcasts I listen to there. The best time and I'm kind of like making space to listen to podcasts now. So for me, best time is when I'm at my desktop working out, mm. so I could just press play, and then struggle to do a couple push-ups. Um, but then also like my bike commute to work and back from work is a great time to listen to um, podcasts. But whatever, however you listen to Good Together right now at this moment, <laughs> <laughs> go to instantstrappingyoga.com. Go check it out right now. Um, because yeah, it's dope. It's beautiful. A lot of good merchandise up there. Um, you've been making some really good interactions and exchanges up until this point, and you're only not even a weekend? A week. So you are? I'm a week. It's okay. a week and a day. Word. Um, yeah, it's been dope. It's been a really incredible experience um, thus far. If you feel like it, I, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot, but tell I want to put you on the spot. I don't want to put you on the spot. <laughs> on the spot. Uh, tell the listeners the story. You know, not just like the name, Story. but like, you know, where it all started, that fire, how that fire get lit. What did you do with that fire? You know, did you know what did you set on fire from then on? <laughs> like, all right, I have this fire. Now I need to burn something Now I need down. to burn stuff. Um, yeah. Okay, I'll try to do this in succinctly a way as possible. Um, it came from on a weekend in March. Um, I had dinner with a couple of friends one of whom is local to philadelphia one of whom um was in from out of town and i haven't seen in well i had run into him once like a year ago Mm -hmm. um we just haven't ever we just haven't like sat down and like chopped it up in a minute um and so we were just having a conversation about you know things that i don't know 30 something black people sit around and talk about and the trap of course (laughs) and um so two things actually came from that conversation one was that um he asked both of us the person who came in from out of town asked both of us um you know so what what are you working on now um and so he had already talked about what he was working on which was part of the reason he was in philly the other friend mentioned some stuff that he's got going on and um, I had already described my day job and what I do there. Yeah. Which is work that I enjoy and love. Um, Good work, too. You kind of reap some of the benefits of it today. Yeah. We'll get into um, that. Which I can talk about. Yeah. So, you know, knowing that that wasn't what he was asking because I had already answered that, I didn't have anything else to say. Yeah. Um, and we had talked about Good Together and The Slept On. And so... I could t- I knew the question was sort of like okay you personally like what are you what are you working on what are you passionate about and like what's your project right now and I was just like I don't know um I look cute I mean I'm here <laughs> my hair is wrapped yeah um 
And it bothered me. And I don't, you know, he didn't mean it in any sort of way. And the conversation wasn't like awkward all of a sudden. Like I just kind of, you know, got through it, however. But I got home and it really sort of bothered me. So anyway, that was on a Saturday. And there's a lot of grit to this story. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I feel like in some ways, and I don't, I, I hate like trying to pour meaning into things because sometimes it just is what it is and mm-hmm. you need to kind of like let that be. Mm-hmm. It may have just been a conversation and, you know, that's all it was. But I'm like, yo, that was the universe talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> that was God. God would laid his hand on you and was like, what are you doing? What are you doing now? Wake sis? up. Yeah, like wake up. And, you know, he, sh- he shook you up from that moment. And it's just a lot of grit to like respond in the way you did. Like, Ooh, I'm gonna make this whole thing. <laughs> what? What? So yeah, you really kind of like knuckled up and and, and just like pushed forward and in such a in. crazy way. But I'm gonna go back to the story. I'm sorry. So that was a Saturday. Um, I can't remember what happened on Sunday or what I did. Um, you cried. I cried in my spirit. <laughs> um, but by Monday, I I should have journaled all this because I'm really. The further away from it I get, the more of a difficult time I have remembering. It hasn't been a month yet. That wasn't yet a month ago. That's also what's crazy about it, too. Like, you had this moment where you spoke to God. And God spoke to you. But you, it was like a, this fire was lit. You was I was like, like, okay, now? Go now? Yo, it was like a raging oh, fire. It was really like a raging fire. Like, I mean, you wasted no time. time. Um, no time. I realize that now, looking back. Um. So, yeah, by that Monday. Anyway, so I had this... Uh, I have wanted to for some time, and I've talked with a couple of different people, um, get this this line started. Yeah. And I had a note, what do you call it, like a notepad, a note in my phone um, of shirt ideas. Yeah. And it's just like a running, like something would pop in my head, and I'd be like, oh, I should put that on a shirt. And I would just put it in the notepad because I didn't. I had not yet connected with the people I thought I needed to connect with. Um, yeah, and that's a really good practice to get into. Write yeah. your ideas down. Keep it down. Listeners, write your ideas down. Do it. So Your memory's trash, and I know it is. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't um, know you personally. And that's but not I know an, your memory's trash. Yeah, that's not just an attack. Write but, it down. Yeah, just write it down. Um, so by that Monday, I had started just sort of sketching out like what, what those things should look like. I can't remember. This is terrible. I can't remember what sort of clicked that made me think like, I need to stop waiting for these things to fall into place and I need to just do it. Don't wait. Stop lingering. But I just did it. Yeah. And so um, I think I spent that Monday sort of researching um, tools that I would need. Not even, I don't even think I made it as far as like the website on that first day, but I think just tools I needed in terms of just making the shirts look like what I wanted to look, wanted them to look like in terms of design. And all of the shirts are very simple graphically um and i wanted that but i didn't want it to be like you ever see a shirt i just saw one the other day a shirt that's like um a dope idea but it's not well executed like i saw a shirt that said um i can't even remember what it said i mean and it was obviously a copy like somewhere that shirt exists and it looks graphically beautiful yeah but this shirt was just like the the content without any of the design and it was just like the words on the shirt and so it was important to me not to do that i mean we and we see that a lot of times in different mediums like oh man, that's a good idea that execution was asked though like, right you know what i mean like right my like my first handful of mixtapes were all good ideas but they, <laughs> the execution was just like low budget and not that great oh my gosh 
Um, so yeah, I didn't want to do that. So I, I, but yeah, it was very much like every day after that. So that conversation was Saturday. I think I took Sunday to like sulk and probably just handle like life business. And then that Monday, I just got to it. And mm-hmm. within um, <clears throat> less than three weeks, so within about a two and a half week span, the site launched. Like yeah. I had the website up. I had. Um, that is insane. Like, I don't know if you know how. You know <laughs> I, what I mean? Like, I don't. I don't think I've that's thought about it until right now. That's absolutely insane. It's, it's, it, for me, you know, as, you know, an entrepreneur in my own right, like, that's just such a great big inspirational piece piece of inspiration like mm-hmm. you know you talk about i saw i came i conquered like you saw you came and you conquered like within two and a half weeks that's just ins- like to move that quickly and that yeah. swiftly on an idea on a particular passion and to to execute and you've been executing wonderfully like right now like you know these shirt ideas these connections that you're making to your to your general audience it's like really really dope like you know it's, thank it's, you 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 don't have more followers on than instagram on instagram do you than me i don't think so all right good i feel good all right i don't know <laughs> you might i mean we're both hovering around like two something right two thousand something no no i mean not i said the cat i'm oh. talking about one on on uh, instant strapping yoga like that page oh no there's right. like 200 cool i feel good if that <laughs> if, yo yo seriously if you eclipsed i like, didn't figure that out i would have been like damn yeah no i didn't figure that out um yeah. But you moved, it was like a whirlwind. Yeah, I... And I certainly did not keep up. <laughs> I just... Yeah, I can't I can't really... And the funny thing about it is, is I don't want to give the impression that it was hasty. Because I was definitely doing research and ordering samples and um, having conversations with people. And I did have one tiny piece of coding that I had to reach out. Um, and you never stop, though. Like you know what no. I mean. Like you, you're still asking questions and trying to figure out and ordering samples and and things like that. And if I don't know if people know, you can. I feel like I'm interviewing right now. But <laughs> I don't know if people know, and maybe you can speak to this. There's still like history to this, like even beyond March and way deep into the past with you, you know, doing t-shirts and mm-hmm. and uh, just collaborating with different artists and. So, like, you're not new to this. It's not like, oh, I've never worked on, like, developing a product. You know what I mean? You've developed products before in the past. I have. Um, but it's different because... Um, so, I did have a um, a company um, with my homegirl, Tanisha. Um, it was Un and Company. Shout out to Tanisha. Um, maybe four years ago. The difference there is... Um, the number of people and resources we did collaborate with. Mm-hmm. So the designs, the designs were our ideas, but we had to like reach out to designers to like get them executed. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were executed well, I would say. Um, but all this is you. This is me. And I think that's just the biggest difference and kind of going back to that point of, Self-care and self-love is like... Yeah, and I think it makes a difference, too, in... Um, I was saying this to another friend of mine um, who just started her line. Um, it's thesetwowords.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to that site. That is the... And if anybody has seen any of my pictures on... It's funny because people were thinking that was my line. Like, I kept posting pictures and, like, tagging the These Two Words page... Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, are you doing this, like, covert, like, 
line and you're like tagging but not saying it's yours and i was like no it's not mine i just like the shirts yeah. <laughs> like you're dope buying the bracelets um but that's the line that has um like inspirational messages and they're in mirror image so if you look at it if other people look at it they can read it if you look at it in the mirror you can read it if you take your picture on snapchat then it's mirrored like a camera's reverse yeah you can always see it so always get the message is um their tagline so their shirts are really their products are really dope why did i bring that up well i was just saying the point that i was trying to make is just that like you're, you're not new to this you got some history of developing product and things oh so i was saying i was having a conversation with the owner of these two words um charvon hallis is how you say her last name you don't know how to say her last name. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I think that's right. Um, we were having a conversation and I was talking to her about how working by myself, I don't, I don't second guess myself in the way that I would presenting an idea to a partner. And I know that's really strange, but like, cause in the, other thing that I'm then doing instead is presenting this idea to like the world and so that should be more intimidating than just bouncing it off of a partner but for whatever reason it's like I just come up with it myself I sort of toy with it and try to figure out like is this how I'm trying to say it is this what I want to say is this like dope or is it corny um and then I make the decision and it just is the decision and I put it out there and the result from these first 60 or so products has been people like it mm -hmm. and so that feels great yeah um and that's you know sort of a, a a boost in confidence that makes me feel like all right i can you can do it i can do it you can definitely do it and you have been doing it and you are doing it um and yeah like i said it's just really it's important to not do everything by yourself right for sure you know no one and nothing is self-sufficient for sure um but sometimes you need to kind of rock out and just be on your own and move at your own pace and not move at someone else's pace, whether that be faster or slower, um, and get things done how you need to get it done. Right. Um, I, I just know all too well about that, just collaborating with people and knowing when to not collaborate, mm -hmm. knowing when to collaborate. And um, <clears throat> that's actually a pretty hard call to make because um, one person may not have all the resources, but in this case, you had all the resources that you needed. Um, yeah. You had all the platforms and, and design works and things that you needed. So you just got it done. So yeah, Instant Strapping Yoga is incredible. So go and click and buy and support and take pictures and tag and all that good stuff. Yeah, take pictures and tag. Yeah. I mean, support if you like it. Don't support it if you think it's wet. She don't like support purchases. I don't. I like buy my stuff. <laughs> Regardless. Regardless. If you feel pity on me, whatever. <laughs> I'll take it. Run me your quaint. I'll take that thing. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't like, I don't, I like, I don't get me wrong. I like support purchases. If you want to support me, go buy something. But it's important to me that you, if you think to yourself, I want to support Rhythm and go check out her stuff. It's important to me that when you get there, you actually see stuff that you like. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's oh, yeah. the difference for me. I want you to actually, I've made support purchases. Yeah. And I hate when I make a support purchase and then I do nothing with that thing that I purchased. Yeah. I only bought it to show love. Mm -hmm. You know, it feels much better when I can make a support purchase and then, like, I can, like, wear what I want to wear. Yeah. Do what I want to do with it. Like, um, you know, I got my K 
Kendrick the Family Soul shirt hey, today. Shout out, yeah, shout out to Kendrick. And Family I'm excited Soul. about wearing it because it's a really cute design and like is fly. It like, is. I want people to feel like that. I don't want you to feel like, you know, you just helping me pay my bills. Please help me pay my bills, but like also look fly while you're doing it. So certainly, I mean, you want to have some kind of fulfillment on both ends, yes. right? So I I understand that. I don't want people to like. I don't want that either. I want people to enjoy whatever I. Yeah, you do. I mean. You already said it. You want people to. Well, as far as merchandise, I want the support purchase. Yes. <laughs> I mean, be clear, but I'm saying as far as my music, I, I don't want people to be like listening to my music on some, I'm um, just like listening to this. Like, nah, I want people to connect and build and, and, feel, yeah. and feel fulfilled on the other side of that exchange of listening, of pressing play and stuff right. like that. But um, speaking of music and pressing play, a lot of crazy and dope and good music has come out since last time we recorded. At the very top of that list is Kendrick Lamar's fourth album. Is it the fourth? Yeah, because the first one was um, Section 80, and mm-hmm. then the second one. So, you know, because Section 80 was an album. Okay. It was indep- That's what I think I missed. Yeah, it was independently released on TDE without any help from Aftermath or Interscope or anything like that. But the big shebang, shibuya, in, you know, uh, Interscope Aftermath album was Good Kid, Mad City. Mm-hmm. Then you had To Pimp a Butterfly, which still bends the mind right. when, you, when you think about like listening to it sonically lyrically narrative oh my god it's such a crazy ass album um and yeah so this is the fourth album damn um simple title yeah damn damn but um and it was supposed to come out the week before it's supposed to come out on the seventh on the seventh a lot of people were sad including myself but oh i thought you were gonna say what a lot of people said no, I don't know what people say. I don't pay attention to what people say. Oh. I just know I was sad. Oh, you nah. were sad. Sad. I guess you were saying a lot of people said. No, a lot of people were sad. But myself. Kendrick heard that I wasn't dropping Incense Trapping Yoga mm-hmm. until the 14th, mm-hmm. which was Good Friday. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, let me wait. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to drop it on April 14th. Yeah. So it can be on the same day. And that's what he did. Yeah. Yeah. Shouts out to Christianity. That's my version. Because uh, yo, oh, I missed every, like everything went over my head. It was like, yeah, Good Friday. I'm like, whew. <laughs> oh, yeah, Easter. Whew. Like, it should be spent like this. It should be spent like that. I'm like, I don't remember. Oh, that's right. I had to school you on Easter. Yeah, to school me. Like, what I remember from Easter, mm-hmm. it's just people having new clothes and me looking scruffy. Like, that's all I remember from Easter. Like, yo, I got these new sneaks. And I'm like, I didn't. I got this thrift store shirt. <laughs> Um, the Chinese food's here. You want to run and get that? Oh, yeah. All right. Cool, cool. Well, I'm going to just pause it. Well, okay. Pause or talk about the music. Can... I don't, I don't want to talk about myself. No? I'm going to just pause it. I talk to myself all the time. I know you do. I don't want to be like you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm assuming that went well. I won't know until we listen back. Oh. To the... <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, listeners. We had to get some food. <laughs> food is important. Yeah. We haven't really been eating right or good all day. In any case, yeah. So Kendrick Lamar's album, um, it's incredible. It's not as good as To Pimp a Butterfly. Oh, but that doesn't mean that it's bad, though. I mean, I also wonder, because hmm, I had this, I had this conversation with myself the other day, um, about Eric Roberson's latest project, which we'll talk about. It's not, I have a favorite Eric Roberson project, and yeah. I don't know that anything is ever going to be able to top that. Yeah. So it's not even that other work hasn't been as good, it's just not the same for me. 
and I'll take back what I just said. I think that's a better description. It's uh, it's just not the same. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean it's not good. Right. Or it's not as good as. Right. And I think that's and and I think you know before I even like start talking about the project any further, I think I should even stop there because I think Kendrick Lamar does a, such a great job of just making distinctive projects. Mm. You know, Section Eighty is nothing like Good Kid, Mad City. Good Kid, Mad City is nothing like you know any project before or after it, and so on and so forth. Like he makes projects that really stand alone. Right. And also stand the test of time. Like you know. I wasn't really a huge fan of Section 80, mm-hmm. but there's still records on there when you go back and listen to it. It's like, this is still damn good. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, he has this continuous story about um, Keisha. Mm-hmm. You know, the, Shout out to Keisha. The 14-year-old mm-hmm. prostitute who got stabbed in the back of a car. And then mm-hmm. you know her sister pops up on um, Good Kid, Mad City. Mm-hmm. Um, the homie who gets killed in... The first verse on Sing About Me. Oh, that's right. I feel like I just then, learned this. Well, it's just, it's really like he is just tying such a thread throughout all these projects at the same and time. And then Keisha has a song Ke- on. Yeah, I think it's called Keisha's song or something yeah. like that. I mean, I would have to look it up, but. No, I think it is Keisha's song. It's yeah, He's just good. He's just like really reached another level of being a good hip hop artist. Right. You know what I mean? Um,. The the only thing that's missing, there's nothing really missing. I'm trying to like speak about him without like sounding like I'm critiquing because I'm not. He hasn't really like impacted anything. Well, you know what? That's a lie. I was gonna say he hasn't impacted anything like socially. He hasn't spoken directly. Yes, he has. Yeah, he has. I don't know where you're going with this. Yeah, I don't know. I guess well, I guess outside of the music, he hasn't spoken to anything directly. Like he's not popping up at a rally giving a speech. Gotcha. You know, he's not holding pep rallies or 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 anything like that but at the same time i don't know if i want that from him like you know sometimes artists should just remain artists and create art i think too often we look to our artists to be these big political driving spearheading forces and it's like i'm just a rapper i was gonna say without thinking about whether or not they're actually good at that and that would be helpful to the cause yeah right yeah too often we're looking at actors directors and you know and I appreciate Barry Jenkins and everything that he's done with the Moonlight film, mm-hmm. um, but I'm I'm not gonna. He's he's great. He's wonderful, but I don't think he needs to be looked towards to um. For the you know LGBTQIA struggle and like you know, he definitely did a a great effort, in in film. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he's like. Yeah, he needs to like he's not the the mouthpiece and right. the face for that entire movement, and I I think um. I think that's kind of part of the conversation that I think people don't talk about with Bill Cosby is I like I do understand like black man being torn down and I I get all that but I'm not going to tie the entire struggle of African Americans or people of color to Bill Cosby. Like, right. You know what I mean like I do appreciate you know some of the good that he's offered but he's did a lot of terrible stuff and so you know it kind of cancels it out in some respects and I'm just not going to tie the entire history and struggle to Bill Cosby, like right. there's other people that good that did good things as well. Um, in any case, back to Kendrick. This damn album is good. Like it's just it is. It's good. Um, he's really kind of like reaching new heights. You know, what I mean, like I like I don't think that I would ever think of a rapper that would be bigger than a Kanye or bigger than 
a Jay-Z or as important as such and such, XYZ, but he's kind of... On that trajectory? He's, yo, he's... I mean, if he's not on the trajectory, he's there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a kind of a weird discussion, but, like, is his music as important as XYZ? I don't know, like, you know, but it's important. Yeah. His music is incredibly important. Um, um The storytelling on Duckworth... Oh man. Like he's a masterful storyteller. And like my not... dude, you just ended an album with a plot twist. Yep. And you know what's it's it's really I think it's execution than it is more so idea. Mm. The, the general yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the general idea is like, oh yeah, my you met my dad years ago at this one place. And I just kind of had like a, a a little bit of an experience like that where I ran into someone who oh, yeah. knew me from when I was a kid and knew one of my raps that I said. And I was like, man, that's crazy. It's the execution. Right. Like the detail. Right. You know, he's talked about, you know, Anthony. Um, and if you haven't listened to the album yet, you should just like, you know, smack yourself. <laughs> um, Unless you're my mom. Yeah, don't do that. Um, but in any case, he talks. He talks about Anthony. Right. Anthony is this youth that's surrounded by chaos. He then gets into the 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 world of chaoticness and sell drugs and beats a case and I think he robs a a KFC. But he befriends one of the workers at KFC. Right. Um, and decides to not kill him. Years later. That friend that he that he met at KFC turns out to be the father of an artist that he then signs, and now everybody's rich. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great ending. I don't know. It's just it, the execution of everybody's it is crazy. Rich. It's not even so much the idea. Like the idea of is wild. Like you know, it, I'd imagine like when Kendrick found that information out himself, he was like, "Wow, that's crazy. Y'all know each other." Yeah. Um. But oh, the execution of the it. The execution was just like masterful. The production, Ninth Wonder, like put his foot in it. Um, it's just, and I, I really love the album too because it's like it's hip hop throughout. Like it's yeah. real hip hop. I think he indulges in in more. Uh, uh, I don't know what I say. Uh, how sounds that are not traditionally hip hop. Right. Like, you know, I don't know more glossier sounds. But there's hip hop sonics all throughout this project that is just so well done and dope from trap to you know knife wonders boom bap samples yo really good point that uh not to cut you off not to cut you off really good point that uh ambush me shout out to ambush about um about that track uh he put up a facebook status and he said something like uh like producers um Stop, basically, like, stop rave, wave riding. Like, stick, like, do you master what you know oh, and what you're good at? Because he was like, you know, all Duckworth is, is like, you know, like another, not another, but like a, it's basically like a little brother beat. Like, he didn't, Ninth it's is Ninth doing Wonder. what Ninth does. And so it's And Kendrick. it's masterful. Oh my God. So just do what you do. Yeah. Stop trying to, like, ride whatever wave is popping right now yeah i have a friend work on mastering what you're good at i have a friend who's always like this type beat something type beat trap type beat 
Chris Brown type beat, Chance the Rapper type beat. I'm like, yo, just make a beat. Like, just, you know, just, just make your beat. And I make think make a you type beat. And make a you make type. Make that work. What do you want to make? Right. You know what I mean? And do that. And find yourself in that. And I think, you know, this album really just reminded me, and I'm sure a lot of other people, and I'm sure a lot of people are listening, just like to be yourself as an artist. Yeah. Like, do you. Be you. And just keep doing that. Like no, it's it's such a big reminder for me. Yeah. Such a big reminder. Like no one's stepping. He's like he's not trying to do anything outside of himself. Right. So um, that was it's just a damn good album. Duckworth yeah. was crazy. Um, I think one of my favorite ones on there is Fear. Um, That's a good one. Triple X is definitely uh one of my favorite ones on there. And I'm still going back and listening to try to understand some of the stories. Like you know, Triple X is one of the ones I'm listening to. Um. And just trying to like understand the narrative that he's like stringing throughout that, because um, you don't want to miss anything with Kendrick. Yeah, like, you know there's something. like how everybody missed what I didn't miss because he put that. Oh, talk about it. In talk about it. I don't even know. Just if, for me, I, I think he may have like literally just for you. I don't because I don't. I didn't get it. I didn't hear it when you pointed it out to me. I was like, oh. that's because it's for the real ones. Yeah. So like me. What what song is that? Uh, God. Um. Yes. Thank the, you. Because I was about to have to pull it up. No, nah, the track God. God, um, yeah, take it away. He says, "Work it, JT." Mm-hmm. Clearly referring. Was he referring to to the line? Break in, it down. Uh, the five heartbeats. Mm-hmm. I only call it because five heartbeats is like my favorite fave. ever. Fave. Um, but there's a scene in the five heartbeats where um, Duck and JT, who are brothers, have this routine that they do to pick up women that they call shy brother, mm-hmm. and whoever's like running it the one brother who's not the shy brother in that scenario goes up to the woman and points at his brother and it's like that's my brother over there he's kind of shy i was wondering if i could get your number for him blah 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 and then quote unquote shy brother benefits from the phone number Mm -hmm. it's just like their little game that they run and there's a scene where they're supposed to do that and jt is jt And ends up just taking the woman's number or sort of taking her by the hand himself. But anyway, before Duck realizes that JT is screwing him over, he's standing over in the corner watching it. And he sort of says under his breath, work it, JT, work it. Yeah, work it, JT. He he really, like, the acting on that particular scene is crazy. It's great. Because he's kind of, like, leaning in his chair really hard. Work it, JT. (laughs) Work it. So it is my belief and my spirit. Because um, the line before it in God, he says something about something slick back hair, something which to me just ties it all together. That's a reference to Five Heartbeats and he's saying work it. Because it also just doesn't make sense in any other context. It doesn't. And I didn't catch it. And, and you caught it. Um, and, and that's what it is. I feel like his albums and this album is filled with stuff like that. And. To be honest, I can't wait to like listen to it again and have those moments because the biggest moment upon like the first and third and fifth listening was like the Duckworth, like yo, yeah. you really just broke that joint down, right. like, crazy, right? Um, and it also the ending ties the gunshot at the ending of that ties back into the scene in the first track. Yeah, the opening. I mean, he he has the whole world waiting to hear. Whatever he has to say. Yeah. And he starts off his album with, 
So I was taking a walk one day, right? Like, I just think that's the Yo. dopest thing in the world. Like, everybody's think, waiting to hear what to you hear have what to he's say. Gonna say. I think the creepiest thing ever is when he says, does he say, excuse me, ma'am? Whatever he says to the woman. Excuse me, man. It's just creepy. Yeah. It's mad, like, um, get out. Like, uh, that kind of, like, eerie, something's wrong, but I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, the first time you see get out and you're trying to figure out, like... I mean, that's probably how he felt. Yeah. Something's wrong, he doesn't know what it is, and then, yeah, he loses his life. <laughs> um, that's all. Yeah, nah, but it's an incredible uh, album. I've take, I have taken a, a, a pause on it because I think it came out on a Friday, and from Friday to Sunday, killing this album. Like, yeah. repeat, repeat, repeat. So I took a little bit of, of a break, but I'm definitely going to be listening to it some more. Um, some of these videos, some, all of these videos that have come out so far have been amazing. Um, the Humble John, I love Humble. I love that. Um, he just dropped. It's kind of funny how Humble was such a buzz and then the album was so great that people aren't even really talking about Humble that much anymore. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like, and not to shit on Humble, but Humble might be one of the... It's not one of the greatest. Yeah. On the, I mean, it's great. I still like listening to it. Right, but ev- everything on it is so good. Kendrick is so good, it's hard to criticize this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that good. He has a problematic it, fave, though. But it's good. He's got some, some stuff with him, but I feel like as faves go, if you're going to have a problematic fave, I think Kendrick is a good one to have. And what do you mean problematic fave? Oh, you're not very social media e. No. Problematic fave, fave is just. Like I'm a, not a part of Black Twitter. I know. It's just I don't like know what people say. That probably originated on Black Twitter. Yeah. To mean like, um, like a problematic fave. Like this person is your fave, and you love almost everything that they do. But every now and again, they say or do something that's like, uh, I can't really stand by that. Mm-hmm. But on a Kendrick level. So, like, CeeLo wouldn't be a problematic fave because he's probably a rapist. So, problematic fave is, like, a little bit cuter than that. Problematic fave is, like... So, like, Kendrick with, you know, the issue that people took with the lyrics in Humble regarding, like, Photoshop and, you know, uh, the notion of a black man deciding, like, what a woman... What a black woman should look like and how she I should present so that. I am so fucking sick and tired of the Photoshop. That... Show me something natural, but like Afro Richard Pratt. Yes. So that's the kind of thing that sort of makes him a problematic fave. It's to say that like he does and says some things that are kind of like, all right, Kendrick, settle down. But well, he's I mean, great and you love him. Yeah. I, not, I guess I don't see it as problematic. I do think I see that point. I think it's valid. I think when I first heard it, I was very dismissive of it. I was like, ugh. Um... And I realized that was a terrible way to respond. <laughs> um, but I think that's a great point. I think it's valid. But I th- I think it's... That's not the only thing that makes him a problematic fave, though. I mean, tell me some more stuff. But I was just going to say, like, conversations should be had. I was, music just should spark conversations. Yeah. Well, um, there was a time, and this was, like, years ago, but Kendrick, Kendrick said something dumb about uh, either Black Lives Matter or, like, police brutality... It was something dumb. It wasn't like all lives matter terrible, but it was kind of like, mm, Kendrick. And then I think he sort of came back and was like, okay, I understand why that was wrong. I educated myself. I can't remember. Vision could tell you better than I could because my memory's bad. But Shout I out to Vision. But I, I just think um, I, I, I want to have the conversation. Like, I think conversations should be had. I want to have the conversations. And I, I love... I would like the conversations to be kind of like 
sparked via a Kendrick lyric versus like a Uzi Vert lyric or something like that. Like you know what I mean? Like I'd just rather have that conversation about a Kendrick project. You know, that felt know. like an unnecessary Uzi Vert shot. I guess it's not a shot. I mean, if it, if it felt like that, I'll, you know, it's not a shot. <laughs> I'm teasing, but I just don't know where he came from just now. Well, because there's a lot of problematic rappers. Yeah, but they're not problematic faves. That's the part that you're missing. It's the combination of the two things. Okay. It's not just like, this dude is trash and problematic. That's not a problematic fave. Problematic fave is like when a fave does things that can or tend to be problematic. Like a Kendrick or like a... I don't know. I'm going to take time to educate myself on that one. <laughs> Cause I, I yeah, just don't... it's not like... You, Lil Uzi Vert is nobody's problematic fave. Neither is Yachty. Yeah. No. You have to have this like level of greatness to go along with it. That And the level of greatness is what um, sort of facilitates people's level of being able to deal with whatever this nonsense is that you said. I'm trying to think of like another example. So they have to kind of be top tier. Definitely. They can't be like an obscure. No. Okay. And there's a balance to it. The things have to balance each other out. Like, okay. um, I'm learning right now, y'all. I don't know what I'm, <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on. I'm like problematic fade. No, there's I'm just like, like yeah, there's like a science to it. Like, uh, uh three thousand is kind of a problematic fade on a on a lesser level. Three thousand okay. says some things that are like a little crazy, and you let it slide because he's three thousand. What what was he saying? He, he drops the b word a lot. Bitch. A lot. <laughs> Um, and recently, not even just like old music, like he's still as of 2015, 16, rocking out with that word mm, okay. to mean girlfriend or like woman. Oh, like, like my bitch. Yes. Oh, I got yes. you. Yes. I got you. Yes. But it's 3000. So we just be like, hey, he's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. Damn. This is a problematic thing. This is funny. I, I need to really explore problem. Can I hashtag this? Probably. Word. Problematic yeah. fave. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I think... But it's can, definitely about the balance. So you can't just... You can't be, like, just terrible. Mm-hmm. And, and not, like, great with your art or whatever it is that you're doing. And you also can't be, um, like, just great and not that terrible. It's a balance. Well, I think Kendrick Lamar is an artist where... This conversation should be had. He should engage in it. And it's only going to make him better. Right. And, and I think that's why, like, no shot at Uzi Vert or anybody else, but I think the idea of Kendrick Lamar getting better is, like, mad exciting versus, like, Uzi Vert getting better. Like, I'm, I don't know. I don't want that to sound like a shot at all. But, like, he should engage in these conversations when they happen. I think we all should. I think it's fine. Um, I understand his sentiments too, and I think that's why I like initially like kind of blew it off. But there still is like something here to be talked about, mm-hmm. you know, patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that shit is real. But I do think that engaging in that conversation just will make him a better artist, like bar none. Yeah. I mean, he's already he's already like an incredible artist. Like this this conversation and and whatever else problematic things he may have said, you know. Imagine him getting better. That's pretty much what yeah. I'm saying. And that's just dope. Like, and you know he I mean? reads as if he's open to that. He yeah. 
at least he's at least smart enough that when people call him on things, he doesn't release some like angry like I said what I said, mm-hmm. which I've seen a lot of artists and public figures do mm-hmm. when they get called on something. It's like, and I mean I have to say I, it's not that I. I it's not like I've been in the position where I've had like a storm of people be like, this thing that you did or said was terrible and I know how that feels or how you react to it. But if enough people are sharing the same opinion on something that you said, you need to at least like take the time and listen to it um, and take that in, right? Before responding or if you're going to respond. And so he doesn't at least strike me as the type of person that like lashes out and says like something dumb. Yeah. That said, what would really be helpful to his career and to him getting better... Kendrick, we about to help you out real quick. ...is <laughs> if he introduced me to Don Cheadle. Oh, word, word. Got you. That we would be about super this. helpful to well, him. Well, I mean, you already got the plug. I think I do have the plug. Two degrees of separation? How many degrees? It's just the one, right? If it's one person? Yeah. So one degree of separation. You got the plug. You so... good. Just, just keep working. Okay. Get that fire. The same fire that you had, in, for instance, trappingyoga.com. Get like, that fire to go meet Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. Are you prepared to deal with the consequences? Of- I'm prepared. It is what okay. it is. All right. I feel like it's, it's the, like, you know, once you, it's kind of like a retiring football player. Once you think about it, you are already retired. Mm. Once you are, once you start playing around with the thought, once it's in your head, mm. it's already happened. So you're good. It's already done. That's why I love yeah. you. In any case, what other music came out? Um... This so it was two Fridays because again we missed an episode. My fault. Whatever. Um, this past Friday, Eric Roberson, Avery Sunshine, and PJ Morton all released independent projects that I paid for and listened to, and they're all dope. They are. Um, Eric Roberson's is a, it's essentially an EP because he's releasing um, like an anthology of three EPs. That together make earth, wind, fire. So yeah. the first one is earth. It's about six songs. Um, that million dollar track is like... I love that song. So earth... Incredible. The theme behind earth... So there's themes behind each, right? Um, shout out to uh, Kendrick. They had Kendrick Presents at Warm Daddy's here in Philadelphia this past Monday. And so the guests were Eric Roberson and Avery Sunshine and... Um, so they both sort of talked about their projects and did a couple of songs. And Eric Roberson explained that Earth... So he was he he says that he was like recording songs for this one project. This is before he had the idea of doing three separate EPs. Um, and for him, thematically, it wasn't making sense. Like he would do like a love song and then he would do like a song about police brutality. And he just felt like it wasn't cohesive as a project. And so he decided he would make these three different projects. So Earth is, um, I think the subheading is the push, I think is what it says when you open the CD, because I bought a physical CD. Um, and so, what? Right. <laughs> and the songs are all about just sort of like um, self-care and empowerment and like, you know, you can do it kind of stuff. It felt like that. Yeah. So, so that's felt, what that it version, felt good to listen to that, that album section is and there's a version of um superman the song that he wrote one of the songs that he wrote for um the playlist project yeah chasing glenn lewis yeah Yeah. um so there's what i assume is probably half demo half the glenn lewis version because it's he and glenn lewis both singing on this version that appear appears on earth um so that's what earth is and then in three months he'll release wind which is love songs. 
Um, and then three months from that, he'll release Fire, which is the more sort of social commentary Protest stuff. music. Yeah, so yeah. I think that is so dope. Yeah. Um, Earth is great. He's off to a great start. You mentioned um, the Million Dollar Song, which I sure. think that's what it's called. Might be my favorite. Um, he performed that at the Kendrick Presents thing. So that oh, was really I missed dope. that. Yeah. Oh. Um, so then Avery Sunshine's project is called um, 20... Let me not lie. I can't get it off the top yet. 21 I Savage. I think... Oh, God. That's the name of a project. <laughs> it's a project. I think it's 2064. Yes, it's okay. 2064, as in like 2064, but it's spelled out 2064. Mm-hmm. Um, so that project is really great. She works very closely with um, her now husband, mm-hmm. um, who's a guitar player. I don't know if he plays other instruments, but... They write songs together, they perform together, they tour together. Um, they both talked about at Kendra Presents how this is their, both of their second marriage and mm-hmm. how they both like vowed to like never get married again. Um, but then found each other and yeah. got married and they have this great blended family and that was really dope. And so a lot of the music that's on there. It's funny when you got a plan and God be like. God be like, you thought. Yeah. You thought. <laughs> um... So that's a really good album. And then PJ Morton, who I've been a fan of um, for years also, his project is called Gumbo. He's um, from New Orleans, and it's it's just really good. I don't know that it's, it doesn't necessarily feel super New Orleans to me, but I don't know that that's what he meant by naming it Gumbo. Yeah. Um, but I, don't, I know nothing of New Orleans. Every time I feel like I know it, I know it and I understand it, something new pops up and I'm like, hmm, I guess I don't know it. Like, you know, well, because when I think of New Orleans, when I thought of New Orleans, big brass music bands, and then, you know, you got an artist like Big Frida, uh, Bounce Big Frida, Queen Diva. Yeah. Um, I didn't know Bounce Music came from New Orleans, pretty mm-hmm. much is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess I don't know New Orleans. And mm-hmm. like, you know, there's another artist who just came out recently. I think his album his album's called The Beautiful, I believe. Alfred Banks is his name. Hmm. Um and he kinda again spins my head and I'm like, Oh, I guess I don't know like New Orleans I guess just is really multifaceted and has a lot of different sounds and textures. So shout out to New Orleans. And you said he's from New Orleans? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I had Gumbo one time in my life. Um I know that's kinda random. That's unfortunate. Well, it was a long time ago. I've had a lot of gumbo. Have you? Mm-hmm. I remember I remember being like fourteen years old. And being kind of like a little scared of it, it was a lot inside of there. I'm like, is this, <laughs> is, is this supposed to be all this stuff in this thing? Like, this is a little bit much. Oh God, that's great. That's crazy. But speaking of music, um, today's Saturday when we we're recording this. Yesterday was the one year mark of the passing of Prince Rogers Nelson, the 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 iconic, creative, otherworldly. I think he was a person. He may have been like right. We don't necessarily. Have we don't know that. Yeah, <laughs> he was like a human being. Really, he must right. may have been extraterrestrial. Um, but yeah, he passed, and it's been one year. And uh, you know, I put out a song, it, kind of like sort of as, as a tribute. You know, um, it's called theme song. It's on my SoundCloud. That's probably the only place it would ever be. Um, a quick story behind that is I actually recorded it the Tuesday before he passed, and then he passed on a Thursday. Mm. And I was just like, I'm never going to put this out. I'm just going to sit on it. But mm. I figured I'd just put it up as the one-year mark and celebrate his creativity and life and who he was. What's the name of the song? Theme song. Mm-hmm. It's called Theme Song. And it's on your SoundCloud. Yep. And it's produced by? 
Lil Dave mm-hmm. at the uh, Il Vibe Collective. Um, shout out to Lil Dave. Shout out to Il Vibe. Yes, yes. Thank you. All for the shout outs. Me. Yes, all the shout outs. But um, yeah, Prince is just incredible. Uh, I think I've been caught up in the whirlwind of putting that song out on my SoundCloud and also the whirlwind of just like listening to all of his music. Mm-hmm. And so he he more or less is like I don't want to say jovial, but he moves like his music moves. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an intensity to it. There's no, never really like a dark, sad, beating down on yourself kind of a. I don't. I don't think I ever got that from it. And so I never really felt sad, kind of going through his music and going through that whirlwind of remembering him. But like just recently, actually in the last couple of hours, I was thinking about. It. I'm like, it's really fucking sad. Like this dude died. You know, yeah. I and mean? such a. I don't want to say weird, but just sudden mm-hmm. way. You know, uh, and I, everything's hearsay, everything's legend when it comes to Prince. I don't know him personally at all. <laughs> at all. No? Yo, when he passed, I found out his middle name and his last name. He was wow. all, he was always Prince. Wow. He was always Prince. I never knew anything else outside of, like, Prince. I did, but I think I grew up in a very Prince household. Yeah, um, but... Him having like an accidental death is just weird, you know what I mean? It's just strange. And so him just passing is just like an awful thing. He's just super young. Yeah. A uh, whole boatload of Grammys, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, really just like a, a voice for music, mm-hmm. you know, organic instrumental music. You know what I mean? He didn't really, he didn't have like a problem and like didn't like, you know, compu- computer sounds and sounds that came from like buttons. But he was really for it, like having the youth pick up an instrument and and create something. You know what I mean? Like empowering the artists, being bold. Everything about him was bold. Like he he never like didn't challenge anything. You know, he always challenged everything. I don't know, super sad. How did you deal with it? You seem to have like dealt with it well actually. No, I just ignored it. Uh, that's it? It's not a good coping skill. Yeah, I guess I not. went into the day thinking, like, let me just not... I didn't engage. You know, people would post stuff um, on Facebook and on Instagram, and, like, I would like pictures. Um, I didn't play any videos. I didn't play any music. That's what got me, watching a video, actually. I couldn't do it. I just... And well, it it really did... And I knew I was going to be like that. Because um, I was a mess when he passed. Hot mess. Um, but... I remember, I I realized in that moment yesterday, so I knew I was going to feel like this, but when I was actually in the moment and actively avoiding things, yeah, I, I don't mourn well. I don't grieve, I don't want to say properly, but I don't grieve in a healthy way, I don't think. Um, I sort of, my first phase is like wallow, fall apart, drink, sad, cry, music. Sad, sad, sad. Twerk? And this is... No twerking. No twerk. Okay. This is... Twerking comes later. <laughs> this is... Um, with any death that hits me hard, whether this is somebody that I know personally or not, that's the first phase. Um, second phase, and particularly on anniversaries and on important dates, the first time they hit, I'm just sad and trying to like ignore it and not deal with it. So yeah. that's why yesterday I was just like... I'm having an okay day in life right now. Yeah. If I watch this video, I'm going to fall apart. I so started looking in. You, it, I was like, oh, you're doing you're like, well. She's great. <laughs> That's why it's so unhealthy because I look like yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. great. 
Um, so I just had to ignore it and like keep it pushing. Maybe next year it'll be like a little bit less avoidance. It'll be kind of somber. And then maybe the year after that, it'll be actual celebration. Like it's Prince Day. Turn up. I'm playing all these Prince songs. Yeah. I'm wearing purple. But it might be a little bit too early to do it that. It's definitely too early this year. I know. Um, For me. That, and again, to be clear, and I, I don't think it's unclear. Other people, like, there were um, Prince parties and all kinds of things that were, I'm sure, really dope that I wish I could have participated in. Yeah. But I feel like it would have been celebratory and I would have been, like, the drunk girl in the corner crying again. Yeah. Again. <laughs> I didn't need to do that twice. I was going to say, like, you know, I growing up, I didn't, like, consciously experience Prince. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I was there, but I was not there. Right. I was definitely watching Power Rangers, like, not paying attention at all. Right. And so I feel like I've been getting to know him uh recently with the with his passing and i just watched purple rain for the first time like with you i wasn't gonna tell anybody i mean that's fine like me growing up prince was not in the household at all right mom and and when i watched purple rain i was like yeah my mom would have never loved (laughs) well you weren't supposed to be allowed i think it was like titties you were just supposed to find it it was definitely titties in the first 20 minutes (laughs) his dad definitely offed himself Mm. it was a lot of domestic abuse yeah you know, a lot of cussing. If I was watching that anywhere in the 90s, my mom would have been like, boop. <laughs> I think the only time I would have been able to, like, access that would have been definitely, like, in, in the 2000s or some sort. Of like, but When I was a kid, and this is actually how I saw School Days and the Five Heartbeats, um, there was a neighbor that my mom would let me, like, hang out with and, like, go to her house. And she was, she was my age. But she was being raised by her grandmother, who was my mom's age. Mm. So grandma was like a super young grandma, and her mom was like a teen mom. And so she just was like a little bit less supervised than I was. Because yeah. like grandma was tired because she had raised her kids, and now mm-hmm. she's raising this little girl. And so I would always go to her apartment to watch the movies that my mom wouldn't let me watch. Got you. So you got away. You got away with it. We had all kinds of things going on there. Yeah, no, but, um, you know, so I'm kind of like experiencing it now. So like this, I'm I'm definitely sad. Because I said growing up, he was just always like this thing on a screen that I saw. and Mm -hmm. never really knew what was what and couldn't connect anything. But, you know, actually taking in his accomplishments, actually taking in his bold you know, moves and attack against, like, you know, corporations and labels and things like that. Like, it's just incredible. And I'm like, damn, he died? Yeah. He's also part of the reason we ended up together. We go good together. How so? Break that down. Because he's how I figured out you weren't as young as I thought you were. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, how? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, a couple of weeks after he passed, um, you and I were talking about some song. We One of us mentioned a song of his. I can't even remember what the song was. And you said something like, like that you remembered it or something. And I was like, you weren't born when that was out. It was a Little Red Corvette, maybe. I'm a little I don't know. Red I don't think you were born when Little Red Corvette came out. Maybe, I don't know. Whatever the song was, uh... I was definitely trying to sun you. And I was like, you weren't born yet. You were like, yes, I was. And I was like, you're mistaken. You were not here. Yeah, you don't understand your age. And then... (laughs) I understand your age. (laughs) Then it made me actually ask you how old you were. And you told me. And I was like, oh, 
He's not too young to date. Yeah. This might could happen. He's not 21. So shout out to Prince. Shouts out to Prince, man. It's uh, It's been a year and a day. Uh, yeah. And it's hard. I don't know what else to say. That's like... Yeah, you're saying all the things that are the reasons I avoided it yesterday. Yeah, my apologies. I'm stirring up all the emotions. In the <laughs> you were like, hey, how can I bring this front yeah. and center for you? Is there anything else that's going down? I, th- I think, honestly, we should like leave it there. I think people should go check out instancetrappingyoga.com and then do it again. Do it again and again and again. Yeah, yeah, and do it over and if over. If you sign the email list, there's a coupon code in it for you. Yeah, yeah, so definitely get on the email list. Um, we're still moving the groove, and our, our schedules are just like kind of crazy, and it's getting a little bit more crazy or a little bit more settled. What do you think? Um, I think it's a little bit more hectic, and then it's going to... I think it's... I think like we're reaching like the peak of it being a little bit more hectic, and then it's going to calm down. It's going to chill. We just so. got to get the systems in place. Yeah. Um, I do want to shout out um, Unrefined Sophisticates pa- uh, past podcast. <laughs> past. I'm, not, I'm not drinking right now, I promise. Um, Morgan, Max, and Ken. Hey. Um, they're incredible. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. We'll yeah. be listening to y'all. We appreciate all the listeners and all the people that check in on us. It's, it's uh, Like I told you, it's, it's overwhelming for me. People might say something to me walking around the neighborhood like you know oh, and i'm like i'm hype up i'm like yeah i'm a rapper you know me yeah what's up and they're like yeah the podcast i'm like oh yeah oh, that other thing nah but it's, it's still a source of pride and i'm like oh man because that's like we're just sitting around kind of having like our little intimate conversations and like oh man y'all interested in that like i'll be saying dumb stuff you do but um, i'm just kidding it's true um y'all pray for our baby he has a cold and i want him to get better soon and same as a cold he's fighting it yeah he's gonna get over it we good He's a sturdy little old man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in any case, uh, yeah, so this has been the Good Together Podcast. We really appreciate y'all, like, continued support and listening to us and, you know, our shenanigans. The fact that you co-sign it is always a good thing. Word. Ooh. Bless you. That was Sam. <laughs> Just being nasty. Don't talk about my baby like that. Roll the music? Yeah, yeah, Let's get out of here. Let's eat this Chinese food that we hey, sitting on. vegan Chinese food. Is there such a thing? There is. We pray. Yeah. <laughs> we just gonna pray over it. Hope it's all right. There you go. See ya. Cause we all good together, baby.